Top Hill Recording Podcast, episode 35. I'm here again tonight with Neil. What's up, Neil? Hey, buddy. Episode 35. How you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah. Our guest tonight, I should say, and I'll see if I say this right, Miuri? It's Aria. Aria. No, yeah. no. I, I, was, I thought that was a Jamaican way to respond when somebody <laughs> asked you how you're doing was Miuri. <laughs> no. Oh, what you're trying to say is me Irie. Me Irie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, kudos for the effort, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't mess your name up that badly. <laughs> oh, I just realized where you were going. Okay, okay. <laughs> Neil asked me how I was doing, and I was, I was meant to say me Irie. <laughs> So tonight, Neil, we have Aria Wilson with Roots from the Clay. Welcome, Aria. Thank you. It's it's a pleasure being a part of your program tonight. Yeah, we're so glad you could uh, join us, and and we're interested in uh, having conversation with you. And I I guess it's uh, if I'm reading correctly, it's Doctor Aria, correct? Oh yes, it is actually Doctor Aria Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. So we, uh, Neil and I, always start the podcast with a little bit of Kentucky bourbon, and tonight we are having Wild Turkey Kentucky Spirit Single Barrel. Have you had this, Neil? No, it's expensive. You know I haven't had it. <laughs> so cheers, Neil. Cheers. Cheers, Aria. Cheers, Aria. Wow. I wish you were here to uh, have a drink with us, but, you know, crazy times. Yeah, yeah. next time we will. <laughs> So um, we'd like to hear from you if you can just talk a little bit about your first memories of music or where did music enter your life or maybe even as a child, what do you remember about music and when you realized it was going to be something important to you? (laughs) That's a very interesting um, question because um, if you notice, my name is Aria and if you know anything about classical music, Mm -hmm. an Aria is is an opera solo. Um, my dad was obsessed with classic music. He was a Christ- he is a Christian musician and very heavily in the church music. And it was three girls of us. So we, you know, without a choice, were taught vocal lessons. We were given vocal lessons, the piano as well. We didn't really continue much with the piano, much to my dad's disappointment. But I mean... We sang as sisters, the three of us, and that was from very early out, you know, probably about seven, eight years old. My maiden name is Morgan, so we were called the Morgan Sisters, and we learned to harmonize, and we sang in church, and we got to travel all over the island of Jamaica. If you know anything, I'm Jamaican. Yes. (laughs) I grew up in Jamaica, and we, we were very churchy family. (laughs) So it was all singing in the church and that's how we were introduced to music. But what was really, really important was that daddy emphasized so much on rehearsals, you know, and he would write music for us to sing. And when he thought he was getting a little boring and traditional, he would try to have us sing a little bit more contemporary stuff. But that was our introduction to music. And then you know, my parents were teachers and everything. So you finish high school, you go to college. And I've always had this little thing, a little, you know, this little dream that I would get to sing professionally. The the, this, this, the three of us as sisters, we weren't singing that much anymore. Everybody kind of got older and stuff. But I met up with, I would sing at the church I was going to, but nothing like how daddy used to kind of have us rigorous. 
So when I met Jermaine now, Jermaine is a professional musician. He went to the Edna Manley School of the Performing Arts in Jamaica. And okay. that's the school for music for everybody in the Caribbean. So basically, he knew what he was about. He he did um, performance in music, and his main instrument is the drums. <laughs> so when Ari, I, met- I, I I'm going to interrupt you real quick because it's funny when I, I mentioned that uh, to Brad earlier. I said, you know, Jermaine graduated uh, as a from a music college in in Jamaica, and yeah. he said. Jermaine's the drummer, isn't he? I said, yeah, he, said, he is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could tell right away that the drummer was just uh, at a level of his own. Yeah, Jermaine, just, <laughs> yeah. He, just, he just holds down the band, man. He absolutely leads. With, yes. I mean, it's awesome, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Obvious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry, you can continue. I had to break in just to kind of brag right. on, on, on Jermaine so, a little bit. So to show you how... You know, Jermaine is like a maestro. So Jermaine, when Jermaine and I met, one of the things that we had in common was the love of music. And I remember one day I just woke up, you know, when you just wake up with an epiphany. So Mm. I woke up and I was like, you know, I saw like, um, I I can, I remember distinctly remember um, listening to Etana. I don't know if you know Etana from Jamaica. Mm-mm. Very established female um, reggae vocalist, and she was a Grammy um, nominee a couple of years back. I saw Etana, and there was something with Etana's um, delivery that kind of reminded me of me in terms of her vocal um, qualities. And I said, you know, I think I could do this. You know, I was at a stage in my career that I thought I could, you know, take a little chance, not leaving my job, but, you know, start. Mm-hmm something original and i said it to jermaine and he's like okay so here what you're gonna sleep on this for a couple more days because i need to make sure that you're sure of what you're saying so that's where my reggae music career started jermaine challenged me to you know learn some cover songs and whatever because he wanted to know if i really had what it took and then when i learned the songs and he was like okay that sounds good enough because you know he's really professional he knows what he's doing (laughs) very intimidating when it comes on to this Um, (laughs) so you had auditioned in the living room yeah you had auditioned for the husband just to make sure he was on board (laughs) yeah he's like okay it this might be something we could do and he wrote a song for my first single and that single was released in 2010 so I can I can distinctly remember my pathway into reggae music starting there. I had to learn to sing differently because I was always gussing in gospel. And Jeremy is like, this is not gospel. <laughs> it's a different <laughs> genre and you got to learn it, you know. So it took me a little while, but that's where my journey began. And I was doing it as a solo. He would... he put a band together for me in Jamaica and we were doing it pretty cool. We, we were under a, a label, um, and in a label, a small label. And we got the opportunity to perform in New York and, you know, the, the, those, those states, those, um, what do you call those, those Eastern states as we call them. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. we, we got to do some shows there. So we kept traveling from Jamaica to there. And then we kind of made the decision that we wanted to move over to the States so we decided to move to the States and then I got in for school. So I had to pause because I was doing my PhD in Houston. So we, we took a break because of my studies. So we took a break of about two or three years. And then when we were to start back, Jermaine said, 
I want us to do this differently. I want us to do this as a band. And that was when Roots from the Clay began in 2017, June of 2017. We started Roots from the Clay, me being the lead singer, him being the band leader. And it it was another level. We took the thing to another level. So there's an album there under my name. So and that and that album is uh, full time love. Full time love. Did so? Did you did you do the traveling to support that album as a as a solo artist? Yes. Okay. I remember touring. We toured that album in 2012, and we kept you know doing shows propelled by that album for a good little while. It was doing pretty well too. And we we had actually finished the songs for the second album when I got through for school. And of course, Jermaine being who he is, he's like, it's time to put a pause. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, it's time to put a pause. And then when it was time to start back, he said, we're going to do this a little differently. And I bought into the vision and I actually loved it. And um, it wasn't about the name Aria anymore. It was now the name that we coined Roots from the Clay, which is supposed to represent people from different backgrounds, but we have similar interests. We have similar challenges in life. And the music that we we write as Roots from the Clay truly represents people's real life stories, real struggles, real experiences, you know, and, and we, we, we try to encourage with our music, you know. Mm-hmm. So the journey started for the band in 2017. Your message of love and equality and positivity, I mean, that comes out in uh, in your lyrics. Yes. Do you guys, do you guys write? Who, who, who's the main writer in, in the band? Well, the main writer on the maestro here is Jermaine. Um, most of the more lovers' rocky stuff are mostly my um, contribution, but he is normally the one that comes up with most of the the ideas for the songs. Um, what he does is he comes up with something, right? So it's really always funny when I tell people this. So Jermaine comes up with a little idea. He goes around the piano, or he plays all of the instruments, by the way. It's wow. just that his main instrument is the drums. So he goes around the piano. One and of those guys. Yeah, one of those guys. <laughs> yeah, of, course, of, of course you do, Jermaine. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes around the piano and he hums something a little funny, you know? You know, and he's like, I have a little idea. Come, come. So what he does, he comes up with a little melody. It doesn't sound so great because he's not a great vocalist. So <laughs> where I come in now is I make it pretty. And and I and I kind of take it home. So he comes up with a concept and I take it home. He most of the times comes up with the, the hook. Sometimes he just writes the whole thing all in one. Sometimes he does he comes up with a hook. I get it pretty and then he says, Aria, go and finish that one. Like, you know, like no pressure there. Cause if it doesn't sound good, if it doesn't sound good, he's gonna be like, No, we're not using it. So you it's know? your job to put the polish on. Right. So he, <laughs> honestly, he writes most of them. I remember when we did Full Time Love, he probably wrote like, we had like, what, 12 songs. He probably wrote like nine of them and he gave me the opportunity to just just three. For the No Struggle album, we kind of we worked together on it, but it was mostly his um, 
ideas. So he's really very creative in terms of songwriting. And I, I guess I embellish the process. <laughs> and and uh, No Struggle was, you guys released that in 2018? 2018, November of 2018. That's when we released No Struggle. So okay. what's the timeline here on, on you receiving your doctorate and then starting Roots from the Clay? Is that all around 2017? I started the PhD program in 2015. And after my second year, when if, if you understand how these programs work, your formal classes end after two years and then you're mostly on independent on an independent timeline for the other two. So if you're not very disciplined, you can be there sitting there for seven years. But I, I kind of felt like I had a hang of what was going on and, I, and it, it was time for us to start our music again. So I felt I could manage um, the rest of the program having started the band. So I actually started the band halfway through. So you're a recent graduate. Right. I graduated last year, actually. So yeah. it was 2015 to 2019. That was Congratulations. the... Congratulations. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. Yeah. So Roots from the Clay was a part of my journey to my, my doctorate. I remember the day of graduation, we had a show in Austin and it was pretty cool. And my, uh-huh. my parents came up from Jamaica and they were like, Why are you, aren't you tired? And I'm like, no, I'm excited. So part of my celebration is doing the show. You know, I was trying to explain to daddy that I'm so excited about music that this is one of the outlets for celebrating, you know. So we did a show the night of the graduation in the morning. We did the show in Austin the night of the graduation. Hmm. So that's a big day. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty big day and it was pretty exciting for us, you know? I don't know. I mean, I would imagine and maybe, maybe so it was part of forming Roots of the Clay and, and getting the music together and getting started in the time that was halfway through the, your, your doctorate program. Was there kind of, um, did that form some kind of a release for you once you started that and kind of make the process a little bit easier to handle because you had an outlet of some way that wasn't just school, school, school? Yes, I would say that. Well, we always have band rehearsals at the the house. You know, we're blessed enough to have a corn a lot so we wouldn't disturb the whole neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when we decided to start it. Of course, Jermaine and I conceptualized it, but we, we needed to find the right set of people to work with as well. So I remember um, when we just started having rehearsals on a Tuesday night, you know, I would look forward to Tuesday night. I'd make sure that if I have assignments due on Wednesday, that they will, they'll be done from Monday night, <laughs> you know, because mm-hmm. I look forward to having rehearsals on Tuesday night. <laughs> and that brings me to the rest of the band. It's very hard in Houston to find people who can play reggae music. That's what I was getting right. That was the next question. Is how big is the, the reggae community? Because oh that would have... It's and Arya, very- you're our first reggae guest, by the way. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It, it's not a very big community, but there's, there's a lot of people in Houston who love reggae. And there are quite a few reggae bands, but they're of a slightly different style from us. So the fact that Jermaine and I are Jamaicans, we have more of the heavy roots reggae, Mm -hmm. you know, Jamaican, Bob Marley style sound. But you have a lot of reggae bands around the place. And these guys, you know, they're very exuberant and zealous. And they were very, they were very welcoming to us when we just started, you know, to get the band together now, as I was saying, was a challenge of its own. This was Jermaine's headache mostly. But 
I remember he he started playing reggae music because he felt like he was going to just going to go crazy if he didn't play. So he bought a new drum set and he was playing with a band. Before we started our band, he was playing with another band. And I remember him inviting the bass player to kind of help us out to get us going until we found our own bass player. And so we started with him, but we knew he wasn't going to stay. He was just helping us out. We had a friend from the church that we were going that played really good keys, but he's a jazz pianist. So he was trying to jump in to help us. And then um, guitarist, we had a guitarist who moved out of state. He started with us and then he moved out of state. So we were like back to square one. Oh my it gosh. took us a little while, but <laughs> we you don't want to know the story about where we found David. David is the one that was supposed to be joining us and I, I haven't heard him yet. David's story is like the most, the craziest story how we found David. We found David. We got to hear this Got to hear it now. <laughs> Craigslist, guys. Who finds somebody <laughs> on Craigslist? <laughs> the, 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 the oxymoron here is David is one of the most honest, dedicated members of the band. And he's the one we found on Craig's, Craigslist. What did that ad look like? He was selling a bass. I am, I'm a grown, mature man. I used to play um, rock music, but I really love reggae and I'd love to play with a reggae band. And I'm, I'm not up to... Basically, he was saying, I'm not a kid. I'm not up to any foolishness. I'm not going to mess around. So if you're, if, you're, if you're a band of... Um, basically, if you're a band of jokers, don't call me. Wow. <laughs> okay. that, was, that was David's ad. And we <laughs> called him and he, he came in to audition. And we were a little nervous, you know. And David that, is an intimidating David is a Caucasian guy, not with the best rhythm. And we're <laughs> like, hmm, this is going to be interesting. So David comes in for his audition, right? And we gave him a couple of songs to learn from the album. And we told him, well, we didn't tell him that we had a show that we said yes to pretty soon. We didn't tell him that when he came to audition. <laughs> when, when he came to audition, he was pretty impressive. Now you're looking at David and David is not even moving a muscle. <laughs> it's like You're wondering who is playing, but you see his fingers going and, he's so really good. and he has a nice little reggae groove going, you know? And I'm like, this is, is this for real? And we were pretty impressed at how much he had practiced for the audition. I think Jermaine wanted him on board mostly because of his his work ethic. Mm. And David, the David that joined the band, if you hear David's bass lines now, like you'd be like, whoa. You know, like when we go to the Jamaican restaurant um, in Houston to play gigs, they'd be like, that white boy can't play. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and David, David will be like laughing, you know, David has been laughing and feeling. I bet he really loves good. every second of that. So does he move oh, yeah. now? Well, he, he moves his <laughs> hips a little bit, but hey. he, he looks way more relaxed. What he does is that whenever he's soloing and I'm trying to feature him, you know, um, I tell him to just be free and step out and I give him the passage to just, walk out in front so he he he's even he's way more confident now than when he just started you know we're really proud of david because you know and david has been with us the longest so after david then we got robert the keyboard player Jermaine did a just a random gig with him with somebody else and then he realized he wasn't playing with that band anymore and he invited him to come and play with us and he's been with us ever since 
um, the, the, we, we, we changed a couple of guitarists, but we have Ray on board right now. And if you've seen any of our live shows, Ray's phenomenal. And he's a really nice addition to the band. And what Ray, what Ray brings to the table is that Ray also has a rock background, but he's very technical. He, I think he teach, I think he still teaches music. He's very technical. He's not a reggae guy, but what he brings to the table is that he puts a little rock edge to it sometimes, mm. you know. If if Jermaine doesn't want this sounding rocky, he'll tell him, no, I don't want it here, but I want it here. And then he'll be like, rock out here, Ray. You know, that kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. So Ray is really, really a nice addition to the to the group. And the five of us that play together right now, we've been together for almost almost two years. And when you hear us play live, you can hear it. Um, what I like about our band is everybody takes rehearsals very seriously. When we come to rehearsals, everybody has come having done their homework. So we don't spend three hours of rehearsals, half of it trying to teach somebody something. Well, if, if they show up to a doctor's house and not do their homework, <laughs> then, then it's going to be an issue. Trouble. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like if you live past the doctor, you got Jermaine to deal with. I think, yeah. Oh, man. I Don't think the doctor is the worst here. Jermaine <laughs> is the guy that you need to fear. Even the doctor fears Jermaine when a show is over. For oh, I guarantee it. Okay? okay, so after a show, Jermaine provides the critique. Here's how we did. Yeah, so he, he's very encouraging at the end of a show, but if something goes wrong, the next rehearsal, you know, he tries to... To have us work on that particular thing. So a lot of times he might, for me, he's going to be a little bit more harsh. Like, like when we go home, he like, um, you know, whatever, whatever. He's not going to be as kind. Yeah, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. But with everybody else, you know, he's, he's a lot more sensitive, which is good. And I think everybody really does appreciate his, you know, everybody appreciates his feedback as being honest. And what, what I like about, you know, Jermaine's leadership is that he's so knowledgeable that he can go on the keyboard and say, Hey, Robbie, um, can you use this sound for this? I think it would sound better. Or he can say, Hey, Ray, listen to this recording, go and watch this guy that plays with this Jamaican band. Try to see what you can pick up from him. That kind of stuff he does. He might say to um, David, David, I want you to go and study the bass line of the bass player that plays with, um, I know David listens to a lot of, why is the band name not coming to me right now? We always cover their song at the end of our set. Um, let me call Jermaine in at this point, because okay. he's very good at this point. Hang on one second. All right. <laughs> Jermaine? Hey, everybody. Brad and I want to say thank you for listening and thank you for the support. Please continue to listen and share this podcast on all platforms that you can. And if you'd like to support us monthly, we're set up now where you can go to anchor.fm slash Top Hill Recording. Hit the support button, 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99 per month. Any amount would be greatly appreciated. Now back to the podcast. Right. German is coming. But um, right. the okay. band I'm trying to remember is Black Uru. Okay. So David listens to a lot of Black Uru. And what we like about David is that he, whatever 
whatever suggestion is given him, he's he's as he suggested that he was a very mature man. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever suggestion you give David, he honestly goes home and does his homework. Sounds like when you describe the band, it sounds like that they all would appreciate good coaching. And, you know, it sounds yes. like you have a good coach in Jermaine. Yeah. Yes. Jermaine is a really good coach. And Jermaine's background, um, he, in back in Jamaica, he used to teach the drums and he used to tutor a lot of kids. And it was always very amazing to see when he puts on a show with these kids. So he would put on a show and you'd have like six drum kits on stage and different um, rhythms coming together. And when you look at the kids that he gets to put on this show, how, you know, marvelous they sound. I think his background of, you know, relating and coaching, as you use the word, is good. So he's very qualified to lead the band. And, and a lot of times when we're done with a show and we've surprised ourselves, they look on Jermaine and like, okay, we get where you're going. When because a lot of times they think the, the band think they sound good, and Jermaine is like, okay, so we need to get a little better. And they're like, what? <laughs> and <laughs> whenever like we have, um, if if you look at our our page, you will see that in 2019 we got the opportunity to tour with Earthcry, mm-hmm. and Earthcry is really phenomenal. And when you check out Earthcry's live show. That's when you realize that you ain't nothing yet. So, <laughs> so we 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 were touring with Earthcry. I remember the first couple of shows, and the the guys in the band they were just like there, you know, like when you're there eating up, eating up the the, the message, just 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 learning the stuff. Yeah, and soaking the guys it in. Were just like taking in all of what Earthcry was doing, and they were like, "Okay, Jermaine, now we have a bigger perspective of what you're trying to get us to sound like." Mm. Or what you're trying to get us to do, you know? So it's good to to always be striving. I think our main aim in the band is we always try to encourage humility. So even if we go to a show and everybody, you know, we, we are honored to say close the show and we sound really good and whatever. And everybody's like, oh my God, you guys are really good. You know, we try to encourage the guys to you know, use that as encouragement, you know, and to encourage the other bands that we play along with and to always know in their heart that there's another level that we can grow to. You know, that's something that I think is important. And if we're always trying to go higher and higher, then we're we're just going to be good ambassadors for the, the music of reggae, you know? Mm. So why don't we let our listeners hear a, a Roots from the Clay song. I was listening to Let's Unite, and it sounds like that that kind of captures what you guys are about. Would you agree? Yes, and then after the song, you can talk to Jermaine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a question. Is, is Jermaine the guy that does the vocal intros on your songs? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, well, let's listen to a bit, little bit of uh, Let You Night, and then maybe uh, you can tell us a little about that song. Love and unity. We're all one family. We're the human race. Blessed love. Watch it tonight. Let's unite for our cause. Let's unite. One and all And show love Yes, show love 
to the most high God Jaja Praying for mankind Praying for the world Praying for a change in this time Tell me what you see Tell me what you feel When you walk the streets Do you feel love? Do you feel hate? Won't you tell me now? Do you feel peace? Yeah, let's unite. That's a message we could use right now. No doubt. Yeah. So this song was released July 3rd of 2020. So did you all record this during shutdown or right before? Or? Well, it was during the shutdown, actually. It was right um, when we had all those riotings and stuff because of the whole Black Lives Matter situation. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, we wanted to send a message of what we thought was important at that time, which was the uniting and even the unity that people showed um, supporting, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement. You know, a lot of people of different races were supporting the the fact that, you know, we don't want um, police brutality. You know, everybody was coming together and we wanted to put a message out there from the band, you know, break the silence and say something about what we felt was important at that time. So we thought that was a beautiful message. We actually had another song that we're going to release at the time. And we said, no, we're going to put that one on pause because we think Let's Unite is perfect for what was happening. So it was actually right in the middle of when people were talking about the Black Lives Matter situation. Yeah, we, uh, you're, you're, of course, you're in Houston, uh, Texas, and we're in Louisville, Kentucky. I don't know if you realize that, do that or realize that. So we're, oh. we are in the, the uh, center of it with the Breonna Taylor case and pre- police brutality and issues going on in the country. I mean, it, it's, um, yeah. Brad's right. You know, no, no better time for a song like that than, than the present, certainly. Yes. I was noticing in that song there were uh, some beautiful background vocals. Did you do those too? Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, okay. Always nice to be in the studio and be able to sing with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who who uh, who writes the lyrics? Does Jermaine write the lyrics, or is it a, a effort by all? Or how's that? How does that usually work out? It's usually mostly Jermaine with some of my help. Mm-hmm. Um, this this song actually it kind of evolved from another song that we had when COVID just started. We had a little thing, but we only used the part of the song that we had for COVID for the bridge. So we were trying to make it that song and then it kind of went into a slightly different direction because Jermaine in his, um, you know, you know, he's always thinking up stuff. He just came up with that, that hook. He basically wrote around the hook and we did two verses and then we threw in the, the bridge from what we had before. And, you know, we just basically put it together during the shutdown. We didn't have much to do anyways. We were shut down. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you guys record? Well, Jermaine, you can take it from here. <laughs> uh, hey, Hi, Jermaine. Hello, Jermaine. What's Welcome. up, buddy? Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> yeah, I've been here for the last maybe like four minutes or so listening to what's going on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we, we, we'll, we'll try to catch you up as much as possible. <laughs> yeah, we've, been, we've talked yeah. about quite a bit in 30 minutes. So. <laughs> but we just finished listening to Let's Unite. 
Oh yeah, that, that's pretty cool. I, I caught the last part of that. Um, so you guys talking about the song and we record the song. It's actually a good question, you know, because because of the shutdown, um, we had to improvise. You know, we weren't able to get everybody together and go in the studio and um, lay tracks and you know erase mistakes and do over. We we didn't have that, so. What we had to do was um, record individually at our different houses because it was like right in the peak of COVID. No one was seeing each other, not even with a mask. You know, it was like that time. <laughs> so, wow. so, you know, so everybody was in their own home recording their track. Everybody and- was in their own home. So that's what happened. So I actually like, you know, put a chord progression together. Aria, you're right. He is the maestro. He really is the maestro. <laughs> you're, you're correct. Totally correct. <laughs> Brad, he didn't tell you the part that he like pretty much... Um, yeah, let's hear about this. Yeah, demo. he just made me do a demo, and then he did like a, a overall music. Like, hey guys, this is how it's supposed to sound with several <laughs> instruments already there. <laughs> and then he sent it off to everybody to do their part. So right. does does everyone have some type of home studio in their home, or how did this all come together? Okay, so actually, only um, the keyboard player, only Robert. Only he's the only one without uh, a setup at his house. Okay. So David, I um I sent it. I like Ari said, I did a little demo trap because I thought that was the easiest thing to do. You know, not being there because I usually like communicate certain things. I thought that was the easiest thing to do. So when I sent the demo track, um, David gets a chance to, you know, create his baseline around what I had. You know, of course, he's going to put his own feel into it and he might change a few notes and stuff, but he would already have something to work with. So it wasn't that difficult. And for for the guitar, um, I kind of let Ray just do his thing, you know, because he's like very flavorful and stuff like that. So, you know, he, he just did his thing. But I just remembered I actually had to go and see Robert. <laughs> so we, we had to like break quarantine <laughs> to get the keyboard parts, <laughs> so that's what I'm remembering. And you know, it it, it, it was very scary because you know, what I mean, like basically, no one was seeing each other. No one was seeing each other. We 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 didn't rehearse. We 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 didn't do anything. So, did you use like a Google Drive to send these tracks back, or how did you put it all together? So, sending the the MP3, you know, after they recorded their part, then uh. They they did send back WAV files, yeah. Um, I don't think the files were that big, where um, you know it it wasn't able to go in an email. Oh, uh, I think I think the guitar, yeah, the guitar tracks, yeah, that had to come in a Google Drive, yeah. But for the bass, you know, it wasn't that big. But I went, I see Robert, I brought my little setup, you know, I went to my laptop, uh, my little M audio box, and you know, I got his parts and. It was pretty quick. Like I said, you know, we were in there, we were out because we, we should be staying home, you know. It was quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty impressive because you ended up with a pretty good sound. Yeah, that's, that's it's crazy that that actually came together the way it did because, you know, that, that sounds like a studio track. It, it is amazing. It sounded like we were all in the studio and, you know, communicating and uh, recording, you know, like it's supposed to be, but 
that didn't happen then. We just have to give thanks that like that because it's a wonderful track. You know, everyone did their part and it it, it really came together. So how did they do, Jermaine? Did uh, did they do better than you did on the demo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, most definitely. That good answer, buddy. Good answer. <laughs> if, 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 if they couldn't do better than what I did in the demo, then we would have a problem there. <laughs> well, we talked a little yeah, bit about they, your music. Yeah. We, we talked a little bit about your music education, so. Oh, you guys did? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty cool, you know. I hope it was all good, you know. I hope it was all good. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It was. Are you guys hearing that uh, sounds like uh, air or brushing, or is that on our side? Uh, I don't think it's you know. Little... You know, I just joined. This is David. Oh, 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 I'm sorry for being late. That may be my microphone. Yeah, that may be my microphone. Yeah, you know, I'm, I I I try to be punctual every time, and every now and then I get the time zone wrong. It throws me <laughs> off. So I'm I'm sorry about that. Welcome. So you're man. talking about one of the tracks when I joined in. I got the like the last twenty thirty seconds of one of the tracks. So we were hearing you breathing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so can uh, uh, Jermaine? Can you hear David? And David hear Jermaine? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, can perfect. You? This is great. Yeah, we yeah. Were, we just listened to about one minute, about the first minute of Let's Unite, and we were talking about the recording process uh, due to COVID restrictions and quarantine. Yeah, it was definitely a non-ideal recording process, but in the end, it, it worked out. I heard Jermaine talk about how, how we put our individual tracks here. I was not going to cover that again. Uh, but every now and then, it's, it's, you know, it's fun to record a track in a different way outside the studio. And, uh, you know, we get a little... A little downtime and uh, a little, we have a little more time, a little less pressure to come up with something, you know, right there in the studio. So in, in the end, it worked out and uh, we're all pretty happy with that track. That yeah, actually makes sense. <laughs> David, I'm actually glad you're here because I, I mentioned earlier when uh, <laughs> we talked about how you came into the band with your Craigslist ad. <laughs> 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 so uh, Aria said, you know, it was kind of intimidating waiting. We were, everybody was a little bit nervous. And I thought, I wonder how nervous David was. How, how nervous was it and intimidating to walk into the room? And, you know, because you're saying, I, I, I really... I really want to try this. I want to be a part of a, a reggae band. How was that an intimidating experience? So that was a great question. So no, um, I mean I love reggae, and uh, it's uh, the music I listen to the most, and so I you know play it uh, on my own. But I never had the opportunity to be in like a real uh, roots reggae band, a real Jamaican style roots reggae band. So I was really excited. I was so psyched. Like when Jermaine and I talk on the phones. So yes, we had the Craigslist ad. And I know there's a reputation for not being able to you find a lot of, uh, you know, worthy people on Craigslist. But, you know, sometimes it does work out. <laughs> and in this case, it, it totally did. Yeah, man, you had to be like, oh, man, this dude is Jamaican. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. Real. That's right. You know, we had a quick conversation, you know, on the phone before I, I came on audition. And, you know, he was talking about the, the influences that he's he's got and his band's got. And it totally lined up with with uh, the music that I wanted to play. And so I was totally not nervous at all until I read his bio and I saw that he's been some super touring musician with these huge reggae artists playing to crowds of, you know, five and 10,000 people. And so that made me a little bit nervous. 
So going <laughs> feel- in, yes, it's correct. I was nervous, uh, <laughs> but only for the reason of being of playing with a superstar. Speak it as it is. But you know, uh, I mean, both of you guys know, of course, there's no more important relationship in a, especially in a reggae band than the drummer and the bass player. It had, it has to be, you have to be in step a hundred percent in sync. You have to lock up, uh, not only musically, but like just mentally, you got to know where each other's going. It's, it's, it's the soul of the music. So (laughs) it's not a big deal or anything, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, it's, it's funny you said that because when, when David and I started like really gelling together, that's when I knew that, you know, everything was okay. You know, the band mm. was fine. Yeah. You know? yeah. Once me and David, once we got that together, I I didn't really care much about anything else, you know, because I'm like, yes, everything else can, you know, it doesn't have to be that great, which it is great. Oh but, my you goodness. Know. <laughs> no, no, I get it. Everything else, it, it, it's oh like... Uh, it, the base, it's good, so... Everything you know, else I, is extra seasoning. That's it. Everything else is seasoning, man. It's all about the flavor of the cake after that because yeah. the cake is baked. Everything <laughs> is good. You got what you need. I mean, that it is. It's 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 not that it doesn't matter, but in some instances, you may not need another instrument in that yeah. song. Hey, I just realized, Neil, that this is another first. We, this is our first reggae band we've had on the show, but this is also our first five-person podcast. And and three-connection yeah. Three different oh. spots. It's perfect. <laughs> and it's working. It's working. Yeah, it could be your new normal. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And so, you know what? We Everything's a new normal these days, man. So it's, it is what it is. So what's the response been like to your uh, your 2020 releases? How many are there? What's, what There's other three, than right? Unite? Is it two or three? It's it's two. Two 2020 releases. Yeah, right? just two. Mm-hmm. People are loving is it Let's Unite and Belly of the Beast? Yes, 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 yes those yes. two. So Aria, I watched the video, uh, Belly of the Beast. Are you, uh, are, are you a trained dancer also? Oh, yes. I used, I used to tour dancing. Did, was that part of uh, what, did Dad make the Morgan sisters ha- have dance routines? No, no, in their no, 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 no. Daddy was very against the dancing. <laughs> yeah, he was a Christian. <laughs> he was a Christian man. Okay. <laughs> 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 that came later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the dancing didn't, didn't happen with, um, Daddy eventually had to fall in line with it, but he yeah. wasn't, it wasn't his idea at all. But um, I, I, I danced um, professionally for a couple of years. And um, after that was when I decided I, it was time for the music. Mm-hmm. Um, so when when I wasn't doing the music, I was actually dancing and serious dancing too. You know, um, contemporary dance hall, ballet. You know, diff, you know the different genre. So I get to kind of use it up a little bit in some of the music videos. Well, you know, when you were against the uh, when you're up on the fence, you know, I'm thinking. Ah, I could do that. But then when you got when you were on the bridge, I like how does somebody bend that way? <laughs> <laughs> Things change quick. Huh? He's like, okay, I'm not a dancer anymore. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> it comes out on stage too. Okay, I'm, I guarantee. Yeah, it. yeah. You well, want to see I, some good moves? Go, I've come seen see the, a live performance. Yeah, you'll see some good dance moves there. She's trying to make sure Roots from the Clay gets to the same level as Earth Cry. Yeah. Yes. Do it. We try. There you we go. try. Even if it's a different route we take, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit about Belly of the Beast. How'd that one come along? It's it's uh, more recent. August 14th uh, was the release date on that. So was that kind of built the same way? The same. Uh, so 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 Belly of the Beast. That one. It's a little bit different. Um, in terms of that track itself, I I actually. Um, teamed up with a friend of mine. Uh, he's in New Jersey. He's in New Jersey and, you know, he's been wanting to, you know, basically um, do something with Roots from the Clay. You know, he, he's a producer and he's been reaching out like forever, you know, and with COVID and everything and, you know, it's hard to go in the studio and record, you know, I just thought mm-hmm. it was the perfect time to give him a chance, you know, and you know, so he he created the the beat, and you know, we just do the voicing, and you know, he mixed it and everything. His name is Damien, you know, Stardy Music. You know, he's he's a great engineer, great producer. So that's how Billy the Beast uh, came about. You know, we teamed up with with Stardy. Right on. So that and that is the that's the most uh, the latest release. So the the most difficult thing about releasing music during all this time is you really can't do anything to support it so how how do you get get word out other than you know podcast i guess <laughs> <It's social media. laughs> yeah. is it is it just you know social media blitz or obviously the video is a, is a big time support uh visually because that's I, honestly i think the key with music and, and anything these days is is some type of visual representation goes a long way. The yes. video is still a big thing, even though MTV is not. Uh, uh, the the video was a big part. Video was a was a big part of it because um, we actually led um, Reggaeville. They're like uh, really they're, they're like really popular on YouTube. They do a lot of releases for like big name reggae artists. They have like over a million subscribers. So, you know, oh, we, yeah. we actually had it released through Reggaeville. So it did get uh, a little bit of attention, you know. So with with the video being released um, through Reggaeville, a lot of people went and streamed the song. Hmm. So awesome. that's how the stream build up. Cause it's not like we're able to go perform yeah. a new song for people like, oh, we love that one and go stream it, like you said. And we, we did a lot of push through social media because, you know, I realized, to be honest, like at first I wasn't really sure. But right now I do see that, you know, social media is one of the main places for bands. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we kind of like, you know, zoomed in a bit, you know, on social media and, you know, do some promotions and people are loving it. Like, it's like straight positive feedback. You know, a lot of comments were you, the, the sound, it's growing. You know, they hear maturity in the writing and stuff too. So, you know, we appreciate all those feedback, you know. Hmm. And we appreciate the um, the, the, the videographer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who, who produced the video? 
Jermaine. <laughs> and the man with many hats. <laughs> but, uh, last, but here's another question of mine. It seems like you guys were gathering a lot of steam when everything kind of got shut down. I mean, with your going on, uh, opening for Earth Cry and doing all these, these yeah. things, did that kind of put the brakes on, on some momentum? And do you think that with the release of the video and, and the song, are you, are you starting to get some of that back? I mean, it's been such a weird year and a weird period, especially for artists and live musicians and going from, especially if not making their living, but being a big chunk of what they do into nothing. How is, how, did that shut you guys down and, and cut some of the momentum going into the year? Uh, yeah, definitely. I would say definitely. You know, David and Arya can tell you that um, people were reaching out left, right, and center just to get us on their shows. You know, it was it was getting out of control. We we had to like, you know, basically like just decide like, do we want to go there or we don't want to go there because everyone was reaching out. So. When this happened, you know, it, it, it was really sad because, you know, like you said, I feel like we were growing like really fast. And then, you know, this stamped it a little bit. But the video, yeah, people, people, um, there is a little bit of momentum, not like before, but um, people appreciate the video and the releases. I would think that there's probably more people ready to hear your message now. Yes, um, that's true. You know, which which may open you up to a to a new audience. Yes, that's definitely true. That is so true, and um, yeah, that's why we 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 were excited to to go on tour. You know, because mm-hmm. it's it, it it has passed local. You know, it has gone mm-hmm. way beyond local. Mm-hmm. You know, so we we're, we're excited to go out there you know if this thing stops you know we're excited to go all over the country and international you know it has to have a stopping point somewhere doesn't it you would think yeah yeah we'll get we'll get through it everyone will get through it you know but if you look around at just concerts in general and tours in general is they're they're all stopped and you know most of the musicians are trying to create digital content because People aren't mm-hmm. going to concerts, they, but they are trying to keep up with new music and they are paying attention to uh, the digital releases. Uh, so videos are definitely a way to go. We're, we're totally bummed out about not being able to play, but eventually things will bounce back and Roots and McClay will start playing again and uh, we'll pick up where we left off. So David, yes. how did uh, joining a reggae band, how did that expand you as a player, as a bass player? Well, I mean, I've always loved reggae. And, you know, I've been playing reggae kind of on my own, but not in a band context. So it wasn't brand new to you. It wasn't it wasn't brand new, but there's a difference between playing on your own and playing with, you know, professional musicians and playing with your Jamaica. Well, I was just saying playing, <laughs> well, playing, playing with a rock drummer or any other drummer and, and then playing with a reggae drummer. There has to be a change up for sure. It's, it's different. That's exactly right. But, you know, like I owe Jermaine so much. He taught me so much. And uh, he made me a you know a much better player than than I was before. You know, it's one of those it's like those situations you go in thinking you know everything, you know a lot, and you realize you know how little you actually do know. You, you know, a big uh, compliment that Ari gave to you was that you do 
move your hips when you play now. So congratulations on that. Uh, <laughs> so the story behind that is I'm always in the back of the stage and I see Ari's dance moves. Right? Oh, so you had a so good coach. I stole those. <laughs> full disclosure, full disclosure, I stole those hip movements. And so you can do they, they those They work out pretty moves. well. <laughs> and yeah, it does, David. It really, really puts more into it. If you look good, you, you look good, dude. <laughs> well, thank you. Wonderful. <laughs> Well, Roots from the Clay, we really appreciate you joining us tonight. We try to keep these under an hour, and we're right at an hour right now. So uh, anything you would like to say, we do want you to let our listeners know who want to be Roots, Roots from the Clay fans, where they find you. Well, Roots from the Clay, we are on Instagram, Roots from the Clay. We're on Facebook, Roots from the Clay. We're on Twitter, Roots from Clay. <laughs> No, there's no <laughs> yeah, Twitter wants Roots to limit your play with Twitter. They had to spoil the whole flow. Yeah. <laughs> and, our, <laughs> and our website is rootsfromtheclay.com. And you know, stream our music. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. You know, our, our latest release was Belly of the Beast. Or we're very proud of our release, Let's Unite, you know. We we, we want you to follow us, you know, like us, subscribe on YouTube, you know, support our music because we can't really go on stage right now. So support our music digitally. Um, Send us a direct message. Let us know you're there and you're loving what we're doing, you know. So, yeah. You know, I I truly believe that when um, when live music comes back, it's going to be it's going to come back in a major, major way. So I think that when. When uh, you guys hit the stage again, it'll be to a packed house wherever it is. So I'm, I, I can't wait to see what happens in the future for you all. And make sure you keep Top Hill Recording informed on the socials. Oh yeah. Oh definitely. Uh, tag we'll us, do. and we'll help. Uh, we'll help support you. And then we're we're going to go out. We'll play the uh, the full track belly from the beast belly, belly of the belly beast, of the beast. <laughs> so, so so before we before we go i just want to give a quick shout out to ray and robbie ray our guitar player robbie, robbie. our keyboard player and a big shout out to all the reggae bands in houston because it's not a big scene but you know we try to keep it together you know so big shout out and one love to everybody you know yeah, big up big up yes thanks for being <laughs> on the show we'll see you guys next week yeah man i roots from the clay man